0: That L Word podcast. Do you need the leadership work? Can't you the love? A podcast about leadership and everything that people are afraid to say out loud. Do <laughs> you love yourself? Because if you ain't leading yourself, how can you lead a multi-million dollar corporation? We're live. Live and in, in living color. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's taking us back to the 80s, right?
0: <laughs> Not that damn far back. <laughs> oh, you were already- Yes, I, w- I wasn't around to watch those Living Color. That's We're talking about, uh, which, what are you talking about? Hold on. In Living Color. In Living Color. Show. No, well, that's the 90s, bro. Was it? Is it? Yes. Uh, maybe late the 90s. early 90s. Oh, wow.
2: Like, How old uh, are you? 40. I'm
0: 43. You and you like I'm, I'm
2: slightly older. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, well, we're back for another episode of That L Word, and we have a special guest with us today.
0: Yes, and he's going to teach us things that we never knew anything about. And you, are you ready to hear what he has to say?
2: I'm ready. Oh, look at it. He's uh, he's already. I'm in the already th- in the spirit. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so today we've got uh, JC. Is it Chinalski? Chinalski. Yes. I can never. It's I right. can never say it right. And I've known you uh, for mm. several years. We knew each other in the Six, Navy. it's men. Yeah. Okay. And we actually live pretty close uh, to one closer another. Closer than we thought. It's closer yes. than we thought. And we were at a networking event, I don't know, a couple months ago. And um, we always try to bring you quality guests when we invite guests here.
0: We bring you quality guests.
1: (laughs) And JC has got an amazing culture in his company. And that's what, you know, when we were talking that night, I was like, dude, I would love to bring you on the show to talk about the culture that you build uh, or have built in your business that you started. And so just, if you would give us an intro, let us know about yourself, your, your company, and then we'll get into the culture discussion.
2: Sure. Sure. Yeah. Uh, JC, uh, like you said, uh, live in Hampstead, North Carolina, uh, 18 years in the Navy, still serving, uh, reserves. I started my first company 13 years ago, uh, in my dad's house, pressure washing company, Cape Fear Pro Wash, uh, for about, I'd say eight years. It was just my father and I doing it. I'd go out of town for the Navy traveling, Uh, Moved to New York. My father still ran it while I was gone. Uh, Come back, finally, 2014, we moved back down here, lived in Wilmington for a while, and now been in Hampstead ever since. And 2000, what was it, 17? I did the math yesterday. 2016, we started the christmas light company, Patriot Illumination, and now we're two companies running full-time. We're up to 15 employees. At the peak, we had 22 employees. Uh, we slow down right now for the washing but we'll probably ramp up to about 25 employees this season for the christmas lights and it's just been uh, it's been fun it's been a lot of fun just growing personally professionally watching others grow with us and i just really have um a lot of fun working with people i don't call them employees they're all family that's part of our culture is we don't hire numbers we hire people Uh, we hire people for a career not a job and it's just part of bringing that culture in when we hire them, letting them know what we have going on and what they can expect to grow with us is what sets that foundation for them when they come start working with us.
1: So onboarding is extremely important to to the culture for you all.
2: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. If you, Any day you walk in our office – You might see two or three random dogs walking around Um, my kids are there frequently they're a very big part of the company Uh, they do a lot of marketing videos they like playing around with the guys you you might find a random note sticky note on your computer or something in the refrigerator for you Um, so they're always there so it's integral that if you're coming on board you have that love and appreciation for my kids like they're your kids Um, and the same for them like they love and appreciate everybody that comes in. They always ask, like, you know, is Joe going to be here today or is Garrett here? Um, so that's very important for us to have that family environment. Um, and I tell everybody when we hire them is that we want you to want to come to work, not feel like you have to. It's it's a job, yes. Everybody has that job, 9 to 5, 8 to 4, whatever it is. But it doesn't mean it can't be fun. And it doesn't mean that you have to get up frustrated every single day. I'm like, oh, it's I another, get to do this it's another, instead of I have to do this. Right, right. Yeah. So if you can have that mind shift, it changes everything. Once you start working, once you step foot in that door, it's not like oh I'm in the door, clock in, and now it's like eight to four, and that's it. It's you know I'm here. What are we doing today? You know not every day is glorious, but we can make the best out of everything. We do a lot of things um, just to keep everything fun.
0: How do you how do you like um, combat or deal with like you said it's a it's a family, not a you know or, or it's a not a job, it's a career. Like when you, because most people come to like, I got to go do this job, I got to get this job interview. Like how do you, how do you tell them about that, that experience? How do you tell them about the culture that they're trying to be a part of?
2: Yeah, so, you know, like I said, when I, I explained to them, I want them to want to be there every day. And, and we do that, we set the environment for them. When they come in, it's not black and white. Um, we have pictures of everybody that works there on the walls. We don't have you know, motivational posters. So when they walk in, they see everything. We have Christmas lights up. Everybody's joking, laughing. We have snacks set out for the UPS drivers. I mean, we, we build it for everybody, not just the people who work there. So they come in, they, they love it. They've got the dogs greeting them. Uh, we have a break room set up for them with coffee and snacks so that every day if they come in late or they're, you know, extra hungry, they can grab a snack and go and not stress like, Hey, I need to go to the gas station. Uh, we have a, a – I built a video arcade game with their pitchers all over it so they can play <laughs> that. Uh, we have a basketball hoop outside. So we keep it fresh and different. We try and do a lot of team-building exercises, and I explain this to everybody. You know, I, I tell everybody we work hard through the year. Work hard, play hard is my kind of my mantra um, because, it's a, it is yes, it is a job, but it doesn't mean we can't have fun doing it. And once you can have fun working and enjoy it, then it just makes it easier. The for performance
0: is the next level. Like you, you, you take pride in what you're doing because it's not about if they're doing something for you. it's doing something for us, right? When we own something, it's, we put so much more effort into it.
1: And and your <clears throat> the the jobs that the the people are actually outperforming. I mean, that's it's it's manual labor. It's they're not sitting in a in a nice comfortable you know, environment. They're out in the heat, mm-hmm. uh, climbing on up on houses, oh, yeah. on roofs and all <laughs> yeah, that. Cleaning
2: so- gutters, grinding. That. I mean, they're getting dirty. And, and that's the other thing too. Like we have this, um, a Slack channel where we have a, uh, we call it the photo dump where they can send pictures and, you know, if they're extra dirty or doing something fun, they'll send the pictures and we'll all laugh and joke about it. So we kind of, we also you know, make it fun. Like, Hey, send us your dirtiest picture. So it's, yeah, I'm filthy and gross, but they're smiling and they're all having fun doing it and then they'll share it and then we'll all comment and then go back and forth on it. So we just everything we can do just to, to bring the morale up because again, it is a job. Mm-hmm. It's not always pleasant. You're at a hundred, hundred degrees, hundred percent humidity sweating at eight o'clock in the morning. Some days, nobody wants to work in that, but if you can just make it a little bit better and make them, give them another reason to come back the next day, then.
1: Morgan and I were just talking about this. I think in the last episode, you, or maybe the first one that we recorded there, I don't remember, but most of the stuff you do in the military is not fun, yeah. mm-hmm. but it's the people that, that are around you that make it fun and and make you want to come back the next day and all those things. How have you incorporated that, what you've learned kind of in the military, into building the culture that you have uh, right now in your business?
2: Yeah, and it's part of that brotherhood that we have. I mean, we, we don't always miss the job, but we miss the people, and that's the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's I don't... I don't want everybody to be, let's say, best friends or, you know, I don't. Uh, just because I don't want to have tension if th- anything goes bad. But I want everybody to have a connection a relationship to be able to depend on you. Like, if you're not there today, I can depend on you showing up or vice versa. So just being able to work together. And we shift people around in different crews so everybody can work together. It's okay. not like just – like that. Yeah, yeah, explain that. Just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, um, you know, some groups are better and some are worse. But we never put our – alpha players together we always switch it up so that everybody can grow from each other whether it's your strength or your weakness Uh, i had a great military um my command old commander he'd always say i took the strengths and weaknesses from every leader and you know absorb that and whatever they did good i wanted to do uh, and repeat that and whatever they did bad i want to make sure i didn't do that and same thing when they work together so that we'll have somebody who's great with hanging christmas lights one way We'll put them with somebody who's not so great, so they could teach them up to get to that level, so that not they're not always down here and just being a, a subpar performer.
1: And do you find that that raises the whole team?
2: Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, the performance gets better because sometimes you do have some players that just aren't where they need to be, but you put them with some rock stars and they see what they're doing, and maybe it's just a mind shift. Maybe they just <clears throat> they just. Couldn't figure it out, but somebody had to teach them a different way because we all learn how to do things differently. Do you still go out there
0: and train them, or, like, what? what is like? What is your role, or, or, or do you out there taking on jobs just like they are? Or you Do you have more of a trainer, leader type of um, – So
2: practice? I do have – I have an operations manager, Joe. He's been with us three years. He just yeah. hit three years uh, this week or last week, actually, and he's the main trainer. Okay. But I do like to get out there. Um, it's easy for me to sit in my office all day and just – working on the computer but that's not fun no, it, and i, I, I want to be out there because i want <laughs> i want to get dirty I, i'm not gonna you know just like the military i mean you can just tell bark orders all day and you know I, I would never have somebody do something that i wouldn't do myself so i'm out there hanging lights with them i'm out there pressure washing i'm out there sweating i'm climbing roofs whatever it is because if they can see i'm doing it then it just gives them a little bit more respect for the company and for me um just say hey the boss is out here doing it so we can do it too and it just, it helps build the morale, too. Um, but they also know that when I show up on jobs, I'm usually bringing Chick-fil-A. <laughs> ah, see? There it is. The Lord's like, chicken. You gonna, go, you gonna hang out
0: with us today, boss?
2: Yeah. Uh, they, if they see me at 8 o'clock, they know. They know. They got a bag of Chick-fil-A uh, The little chicken, chicken mis- minis? Yes. <laughs> oh, man. And the dipping sauce. I had Chick-fil-A yesterday.
1: Those things are crack. hmm So, JC, you've got administrative folks also in the office, right? Yes. How do you maintain the relationship between the folks that never leave the office with the ones that are out power washing and getting dirty? Because I've seen in a lot of organizations, there's kind of an us versus them mentality. How do you maintain that?
2: Yeah. So we have admin, we have sales, and then we have the operation side. Um, we call, when we have, every Wednesday, we have a meeting with the four main people called the core four Uh marketing or, excuse me, sales ap- operations and admin and myself, we have our meeting. So we discuss anything that could be going on or any issues that might be concerned. But uh, again, we come back to that Slack channel for one. Um, everybody's communicating on there. sending the pictures. They'll send pictures from the office. They'll send pictures from the field. The sales guys will send pictures. So we have that to keep that open communication for fun. And it's not all business. It's, again, we like to play uh, with that. And then we do team meetings and we do team functions. So we try and do every other month. We'll do something with either the families. We'll bring everybody's family. Like last month we went bowling and took everybody's families. We went onto the bowling alley for about two hours and it was a blast. There was no work talk. There might've been on the side, but it was strictly just to have fun right. um, and bowl and, and laugh. And it was a great time. We had, uh, I think about 20, 20 of us show up. And then on the opposite month, we'll do just a team building exercise. We've done laser tag, paintball so it just builds that morale that camaraderie and everything so that it's not the separate that everybody works together so
1: you're breaking down the silos because yes. that's something i i find myself working with a lot of you know organizations they're siloed operations doesn't like you know the people that are, are working in the admin offices and they think that operations doesn't you know there's just kind of that right. clash and it's always interesting to hear how different people and different organizations break those walls down to create that one team mentality.
2: Yeah. And, and everybody's got their challenges. I mean, the operations side, they're out there sweating and working hard and doing all that stuff on the trucks and everything. But then the admin side, they got the communication side with the customers. Uh, dealing with the phone calls, the good customers, the bad customers. So they got their own struggles. The salespeople, they have their struggles of trying to close the sales. Um, So we make sure that everybody understands, like, hey, it's not just one department that's lacking or slacking. It's everybody together so that it's not – we're not pointing fingers. Like, if we have no jobs today, it's not because the sales guy didn't sell it. It's because, well, maybe we didn't put out the yard signs or maybe we didn't do the callbacks on this or something so that everybody understands that it's a full circle, that it's not just this person right here.
1: And you keep saying understands, and it's interesting because one of the workshops that I I do and and one of the things I speak on is in breaking down those silos and bringing everybody together as a team, you've got to understand each other, to appreciate each other. Once you appreciate each other, you communicate differently. And then once you enhance that communication, you build better teams, Mm -hmm. right? And so it's interesting to hear you say, you know, you said understands like two or three times in, in just like a minute. So then- with everybody understanding what everybody else is doing, how do they show appreciation for each other?
2: Um, well, I, I mean, I, I know as far as the admin side, they definitely appreciate what the guys are doing because they know they're inside in the AC in a comfortable environment, knowing they're out there. Um, so they appreciate the work they're doing to keep them busy. And then same thing with the, the operations guys that they know they're dealing with the customers every day the phone calls and all the emails and everything. But if it wasn't for them, they wouldn't be out there working and they'd be home, not collecting a paycheck right now. And again, that comes back to the second you step in our office, we welcome you. It's not, all right, let's just go back here. We greet you to everybody. We show you everybody. We show you around the office and everybody has a name. It's not, admin versus operations. So we, we build that relationship with each other so that they understand each other again with that word. Sorry. No, <laughs> but, no, it's good. Uh, that's
1: that. That's the point.
2: Yeah. So that everybody can respect each other, the departments and openly communicate with each other instead of bottling up and have that division with the, the departments.
1: <laughs> yeah. Because it's, I find that, that it's easy or easier for the leader to show appreciation for all the individual team members, but where the secret sauce is getting the individual team members to appreciate each other, Mm -hmm. you know, and you can do that to some degree by modeling it, but you also like there, there is a secret sauce there when, you know, somebody from operations comes in and sees somebody who's working in admin and, and they have like a genuine relationship and maybe it's, yeah, like sending the pictures and just creating that whole team environment where it's like, regardless of the job that I do and you do, and you do, we're all in this together and that's what makes this thing better.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: I wanted the question for you is, you know, as you build this culture within your within your family, what what if any does effect does it have on the customer and the product that you put out? Like, what does that feel like for you? And like, how do the, how do the clients actually uh, absorb that?
2: Yeah. So we see it uh, every day in reviews. We're very big on customer service, customer satisfaction. I mean, that's one of our biggest priorities because without the customer. We're not doing anything. Right. Our biggest customer, honestly, is our team because without them, we're not working. Uh, so we focus heavily on our team with the, the company building, but. Uh, the, with the customer reviews, we get the feedback, the emails, the online reviews. is It's always the communication was amazing. It was a pleasant experience. You guys answered the phone, which is the biggest thing. Nobody answers the phone anymore. Uh, really? So, so they the, the office sets the tone right away. Yeah. what You know, hey, you know, hi, this is Liz with KPR Pro Wash. Or hi, this is Amanda with KPR Pro Wash. They're setting that tone uh, with that wonderful voice, that greeting. Instead of I, how can I help you? So, you know, they set the whole tone for the experience for that customer. And then it goes to the sales. The sales are out there. They're doing all in-person estimates. They're showing the customer what we're going to do, how the process works, so they understand it. A lot of homeowners just think, you know, blast away with pressure. You know, I'm sitting here struggling for six hours, <laughs> and then we get done with it an hour. And He's not like, talking Wait. to us. He's not talking <laughs> to us. <laughs> so the communication from the sales to the the customer, so they're understanding, like, oh, my God, this is going to be great. It's five-star service we're about to get. And then when the operations guys, they actually show up and they're in the uniforms and the wrapped vehicles and they go and greet the customer, go over the job ticket with them. And then when they're done, bring them back outside, show them everything. It's it's, you know, we're delivering that five star service that we keep uh, pushing to everybody that we're going to get you a five star house wash, five star concrete cleaning and then they'll come back and express it to us like it was amazing from the you know the communication the constant emails the text messages that were coming to get you, uh, come to your house and then even after we're done my daughters they'll handwrite a card a thank you card and we send it out to every single person uh, when we're done with them that's next level
1: that is next level <laughs> right there so,
2: and we got a little wax seal with our logo that the, um, the office ladies they'll a wax seal so it's not just like a a generic uh computer printed envelope with everything it's all handwritten and everything so how
1: much of that jc did you did you bring in and how much of that did members of your team say hey i've got an idea
2: uh i i've taken every feedback they have good bad and different i've never i'm big on bring me ideas if it if it's going to save us money make us more efficient, be better for the, the the team or for the customers, and we can do it, let's do it. I, I'm, I'll never shut an idea down uh, just with you coming to me. Like, no. If we can entertain it and it works, I want to do it. Because it's important that if you come to me with an idea and we do it, that it just empowers you. And then it'll empower the next guy instead of – I mean, back in the military, E1, E2, you never had a good idea. Right? Yeah. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. <laughs> no, never. So – from the beginning, we want to tell you, if you have an idea, let us know. It may not work, and we'll try it. Uh, or, or we may just say no, and we'll maybe do it a different way or something. But if you don't come to me, because I'm not on the field every day. I'm not answering the phones every day, so I can't think of everything. I do have some good ideas, but they have better ideas because they're actually doing it every single day.
1: Yeah, and that's my point is is creating that environment. You know, we say this all the time, the psychologically safe environment where people are willing to say hey, JC, I've got this idea, you know, and I don't know if it's your idea or not, but sending a note with a wax seal on it that's handwritten to customers is next level. And for somebody to bring that idea, you know, as as an example, bringing that into the team, that takes you all to the next level, right? But you have to build the environment where people feel safe right. coming and saying, hey, I've got this idea.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, that, and that's that thats that open communication we have. I. We, we do have our chain of command as well. You know, some guys, I'm like, did you talk to Joe or talk to Liz about this first? Because you got to go to them. Uh, um, but I have an open-door policy. If there ever, ever is an issue or concern, they're allowed to come to me and talk to me because uh, I want them to feel safe um, and just be able to express themselves, good, bad, and indifferent, whatever it is, so they feel that family environment, just keep that going throughout everything.
1: Yeah, you used the word earlier, empowered. Like that you want everybody to feel empowered, to to come forth with their ideas and know that they're making a difference. Mm. How do you continue that? Uh, we, we, you know, we just talked before about what got you here won't get you there. So if you've got this great environment, how do you continue to perpetuate that so that it just keeps getting better and better?
2: Um, it's a good question. Uh, you know, just keeping that door open for them and just – we're, we're continually trying to grow, and I, I tell the guys you know, I want them to grow personally and professionally, whether it's they want to buy a car, they want to buy a house, um, and we can do it together. And for everybody, I want them to have a career with us. We're not going anywhere. We're not shutting down next year, so I want it to be a career, but some people are just there for a reason. Maybe they're trying to get through school <laughs> and a job, but maybe we can help them to get to the next level if they want to do accounting, Maybe we can push them into the accounting department and and help with that stuff, so they can have a at least their foot in the door when they're applying for the next job. So again, it's they're not there just for one reason, which is to go wash or hang lights. So human growth, yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. And it's
1: interesting because I was working with a, a fast food company one time, and I had this kind of conversation about you know what is it that you're bringing to the community or the world, or you know, and. Initially, they were like, "Well, we're fast food, right? It's it's not really, it's not necessarily a great thing." But then, when you peel the onion back and you and you look at the lives you're changing in the team that you have, so there are people that start off flipping burgers and then end up owning a Absolutely. franchise yeah. later. Yeah, well, There's that growth, that
0: experience. But yeah.
1: then there are also the people that you're saying, "Hey, come in, be a part of this team. Let us." help you get to the next step in your life. Maybe you don't stay with us forever, Mm -hmm. but we give you stability. We give you a sense of purpose. Maybe we're helping you learn leadership skills and, and other things. So when you look at it in that respect and using the fast food as an example, fast food itself might not be giving back to the community. However, building the people that are on your team is absolutely giving back to the community, especially in areas where, you know, people are are maybe having a hard time finding work and all that kind of stuff. And if you can bring them in and get them that, like, kind of launching pad. And it sounds like you might have some of those type of team members as well. They're not going to be with you forever, but you are setting them up to launch into life.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that-, that brings um, an understanding of, like, so it seems like you have a, you have somewhat of a turnover seasonally.
2: Yes, with the Christmas lights, absolutely. We uh, um September to J- January. So how do uh, how do you indoctrinate them? Is, is, is there a process behind it?
0: Like like when you get like if you're just getting them for a season, how long is that season? And and, and have you have you seen that you have a a, a the same impact on somebody as that's not as there as long, or do are they still bringing the value, or are you seeing people return like every years like? Hey, I'm I'm a college student, but this time I'm off, so I'm gonna come pressure wash during the summer or something like that. Yeah. Do you see that?
2: Yeah, uh, we have uh, one guy that's working <laughs> with us full time now, Parker. And two years ago, he came on seasonal for just the winter time for Christmas lights, absolute rock star. And he knew he was seasonal, so we let him go in the off season, and then we brought him back on last season for Christmas lights. Again, complete rock star, uh, very young kid. I think he was 20 at the time, 21. And he's driving a vehicle by himself with another guy. And second season, just really, I guess, five months into it, because he took the, the year off. And I said, "Here you go, man. Here's the keys. I want you back. I want you. You're awesome." And we end up offering a full time job. He's still with us right now, uh, working okay. full time. So we do give the guys the option to stay if we see a lot of value in them, mm. um, and they want to stay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we had two guys stay. We had one guy leave recently because he went back to school full-time uh, in the summertime. And actually, I just got a text from him yesterday. Hey, I'm off with school. Can I come back? Yeah. Um, and that's the thing. Whether you're uh, seasonal or full-time, you're still going to get treated the same. You're you're still a human. You're still a part of the family. I'm not going to put you on the sideline while we're having team meetings because you're going to be gone in two months. That's not. We we want to groom you to either grow and, and transition to something else or stay with a team. Are you – are you maintaining that relationship? Like, are, do, do they stay connected with you,
0: even when they're are not a part or they're not working or anything, anything like that?
2: You talking about the seasonal guys? I'll Correct. Are, they, are yeah, you, like the like, college like, guys? Are yeah, they're like, like Hey. Yeah, like, they on
0: w- Slack still or something like that?
2: Uh, n- well, Slack's kind of new, but uh, yeah. Okay. Par- I mean, Parker, a prime example. Yeah. We. I connected with him throughout the year uh, when he wasn't working with us, and then we communicated early. Say, hey, do you <laughs> want to come back? And he ended up bringing three of his friends on with him.
1: See that right there, man. Yeah, like so. That's
2: how you know you're doing it right. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, retention yeah. and recruitment, yep. right? Solid culture solves retention problems and actually enhances recruitment because of that. Yeah. So Parker probably had such a great experience that he was talking it up to his friends and willing to put his name to those people by saying, Hey, JC, these three guys would be great for our team. Yeah.
2: And that's what it was. I mean, they they brought on – now, granted, they all didn't stay, but he brought them in with us, um, and they, they did have fun. I had one guy, Justin, that just texted me yesterday. He stayed with us until the summer time, and just both absolute rock stars. And they're young. They're 20 and 21. They were driving a $90,000 vehicle as a team for the last uh, six months together. And it's just hard giving that much responsibility to somebody young, but if you train them and groom them right – to do it.
1: Um. Well, and think of the effect that that has on them. Think of the effect that it has on a young person when they think to themselves, wow, I'm trusted with all of this because then most folks don't want to let you down. Mm. So that makes them step their game
2: up. Yeah.
1: Right. That the last thing they want to do is let you down. If you've built that type of culture, if you didn't have the type of culture that you do, there's a high probability that they'd be like, I don't care. You know, and if they, crash the truck or right. don't do things the right way. And I think that speaks to the, the culture drives performance.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll never forget. I, had, um, I forget who it was. He was one of my seasonal guys, but he was driving. It was in the wintertime during Christmas lights. And he, he said he was driving through landfall. He had to pull off the side of the road because he saw one of our lights were out. And he had to go plug it back in because he had so much pride in the work that he had to stop on his off time just to go fix it. And then carry oh, on. He wasn't even in the. Tr- oh no no, in it's in not, not. No, I think he was out with with some girl or something, just driving around. <laughs> he's like, hold on, and honey, he's I'm like, yeah, yeah a- <laughs> let me go fix this real quick. And they'll come back. I mean, the guys come back and they're like they talk about the jobs and they get excited about things and it's just fun hearing them be excited about hanging a Christmas light or washing. Like that was the dirtiest house we've ever cleaned. Or look how you know dirty this gutter is and look at as now. So it's, it's again, it's not just the job. It's they're fun doing. They're taking pride in their work. They're not just. Going in, washing. All right, yeah, your house is done. Whatever. No, let me walk around and show you what we did today. And I,
0: I I'll say it like as a, as a. I'm not a customer or you know I know you, but I see a lot of stuff on Facebook and all the you know different things from different companies. But I always stop and look at yours because I one I like the the before and after pictures, and I also like the guy with the beard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So who is that? I'm like, what Joe. is he doing today? Like, what is he literally doing today? Like, what is it? And, and you see some of these. Because you, when you're driving around, you know, uh, eastern uh, Carolinas, you see all these houses that look terrible, and then you go spray it off, you're like, man, where would that come from? That's yeah. a nice like, house. That's yeah. a nice <laughs> house. And, it, and it's like the board before and after. It's like cutting your own grass, right? You, when you look at it, you're like, man, I want to cut this. But when you get done with it, you like, damn, that looked good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? It, it was a little bit of hard work, but it, it, there was something into it. And, and I found myself, like, because of the – I think that I didn't know any of this beforehand – that the culture that you have, it makes it fun. And I want that. Like, I want to interact with people like that and and see that in a company. That's who I would hire. Like, I ain't had no pressure washing here. But if I had to, like, recommend somebody, you would be it. Just, not even because I hadn't it pressure washed. And I've actually uh, told people about you that are down here and never had the service. But because of the culture that you have created, it's infectious. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean,
1: and it's also the kind of you know from a customer standpoint, it's you want the type of experience where the young person driving around on a date is is going to say, uh, "Hold on a second, I got to go fix something."
2: Yeah, right, like that. Yeah, he's taking pride in his work. He is
1: taking pride <laughs> in his work, and as a customer, that's that's the type of experience you want. And then I can't help but think of the impact that you're having on these young college people. You're building into them your company your culture is building into them the type of skills that are going to help them in life in general i mean it might it's a light now mm-hmm. driving through landfall but 5 years from now it might be something you know in a in a let's i'm thinking like uh i don't know massive corporate setting or or something where they're going to take the time with the same like work ethic that they went and changed that light yeah. is going to be applied to
2: right yeah, like I said, it seems so small, but it ain't big picture. Small, yeah. It don't even picture. seem small, though. Like, but for somebody with yeah, that's a with a good
0: deal. eye, because, like, you said, like when you when you and we all leaders of some kind of, of some sort, especially military, and you look at it when you empower that that young individual, the amount of confidence that that comes with it 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 supersedes anything else that they're probably be going through in life. It's like, well, I'm here, I, they trust me. Like, and being, as we know, as a leader or as a even an employee, being trusted is huge, mm. right? You feel that's where that confidence of what you're doing for the team comes out. And, like, giving them that, that ability, like, they, oh. And then it's early because most of the time when we get young kids, we're like, oh, they're not ready, they're not ready. And then we wonder why they're not ready. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, when are they going to be yeah, ready? Yeah, when are they going to be ready? <laughs> yeah. But if you give it, if you train them correctly, you get the right people and you mold them in, in your image that you want them to, you know, uh, be profits of, then you create somebody that one day that comes back full time and says, next thing you know, he, he could be running, his, you know, his own trucks or something like that, or, or another, we open a franchise in another area. It's like, oh, I got a person to do that because he's been with me from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Cause what you've done, what you did for him at the beginning.
1: Let's talk about, um, and I remember a post, something went wrong on one of the, the jobs, mm-hmm. right? And, and so that happens, right? It's a business, and that happens. What do you do on the back end with your team to make sure that you all learn from that and, and continue to grow?
2: Yeah, so six years ago, I would have flipped out, yelled, broke something myself. <laughs> <laughs> Probably fired everybody. <laughs> but over the years, I realized, you know, and I, I always tell, anytime I get a phone call, like, hey, this went wrong, I'm like, did anybody get hurt? That's the first thing I ask. If nobody got hurt, then... Okay, we'll figure we it out. It, yeah. We'll figure it out. And if you're, talking I think you're talking about it was actually Parker and Justin. They had um, uh, an outlet caught on fire at a house, and the fire trucks came and everything. Oh hell! And nobody got hurt. I mean, it, it was they did everything they were supposed to. They they did the taping. They did the uh, the plant property protection that we we teach these guys. And it was just accidental happen. Yeah, stuff and, happens. And it would have been so easy to like write them up, fire them, get rid of them. And they came back to the office and like, Hey, I'm so sorry. I'm like, dude, it wasn't your fault. Like I'm laughing with them. Like everybody's fine. The homeowner's happy. The job got done. Uh, So there's two ways to be, to go about it is to be very reactive and, and get angry and just, just fire off and just go off the rail or what could we do better to prevent it from happening next time?
0: I want to know more about this process that you're saying, like taping and, like I'd yeah, see, so we anybody have... Anybody else listen to, like, what are you talking about?
2: Yeah, we have uh, plant and property protection. So when we go to the house, we assess the house, and we look for any type of hazards or anything that can get damaged. Plants will move away or we'll water them. We tape off all the keyholes, doorbells, um, outlets, or anything like that. Any type of possible really? uh, thing that can happen with uh, water intrusion, we just prevent it not a lot of companies do it no, i've never i've seen people get pressure i mean it's a thing here right because we're here yeah and i've never heard even heard of that Yep. yeah so it's just one of those little other things that sets off that five-star service that we go above and beyond just to make sure and again we did what we're supposed to and it still happened but we did what we're supposed to um and i don't think anything would have prevented it at that point so
1: so how does that then uh or what effect do you think that had on on the culture when those guys came back and were like we're not getting fired. You know, we're we're still okay.
2: Yeah. yeah we, and, and, and something happened, uh, I think it was about two weeks later. Uh, Same people? I won't say yes or no. <laughs> <laughs> they might have had a rash for like three weeks in a row. Yeah, um, But some equipment fell off the truck, and I may have been the last one to use it. We can't confirm, but I'll, I will take the blame because I know I was the last one to use it. But we lost about sixteen hours with their equipment. And they came back. And they lost it. You couldn't even go. It fell off the truck, and by the time they turned around to get it, somebody pulled pulled off the side of the road and threw in their car and and took off. But they came back, and they're you know they're nervous. Like hey, you know we're sorry. Blah blah. I'm like, look, it wasn't your fault. I mean, we could have maybe double checked something. Uh, We did change everything. We we added another safety feature to our trucks now, so that we can prevent that from happening. Um, Learning. It, yeah. I was gonna say,
1: let's key in on that. Yeah,
2: so we we learn from the mistake. We added uh, another piece of equipment on the truck so that no matter what happens, that piece of, that uh, the equipment is never gonna fall off. We hope. Um, <laughs> but uh, again, it wasn't like, oh my god, you know what what was wrong with you? That's sixteen hundred dollars. That's coming out of your paycheck. It was like, all right, it's fine. We got two more ordered right now. They'll be here in a couple of days. Just don't let it happen again. You know, let's just check everything over before we leave for the next job, whatever it is. But I, I I didn't yell. I didn't curse. I didn't write anybody up because what's that going to do? Uh, granted, if it's a repeat offense or we just said, hey, Obviously, this yeah. is something you're not supposed to do, and then they go do what you're not supposed to do, that's one thing. But accidents happen.
1: Um, yeah, people rarely fail maliciously.
2: Yeah. And, and th- on the, the other side of that, too, I want them to be able to say, hey, JC, we messed something up. Or, hey, we damaged this. What should we do so that they – damage it know it and leave yeah. and then we get the call from the homeowner hey did you know about this yeah well why didn't you tell us oh well we didn't, didn't think they know but yeah. so if we can confront it and battle it early and let the customer know hey this is what happened we're gonna fix it uh, that again brings us that five-star customer service to, to the homeowner say wow thanks yeah because i may not have never found it until another six months or whatever so i have a friend i was telling
0: you about with the lawn care service and he taught me he's like most people are okay if you just upfront. With mm-hmm. them. If Absolutely, you don't if you just as soon as it happens, let them know and be willing to take the responsibility for it. Yep. Most people, most time they even say, "Don't worry about
2: it." Yeah, right. That's even though real. They,
0: they, 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 they don't worry about it, you're like, well, I just broke that. Like, I know I need to place it. Like, no, don't worry about yeah. it. Stuff happens, but it's that when you try to like cover it up. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like yeah. glue that pot together glue real glue quick and, and shove it in the, it, the corner. He's <laughs> like, yeah, now you're creating that negative energy with that one incident that can really probably cost you multiple clients. Yes. And it's, is it worth it? Like you talking about, you know, uh, it was, we talked about this because I was cutting grass with him and I bumped into, um, one of those, uh, what is it called? One of those irrigation
2: tops. Yeah.
0: yeah. The green things. Yep. And I hit it with the 2000 pound mower and it broke the side of it off. And I was like, what what do we do? He said, we just let them know. Let's go let them know immediately what's going on. And then we just order it and replace it. And you, you only need to tell them that you, but, but the, and they say they don't worry about it, but you still go out there and you fix it anyway because you show them that you care about how they feel. And then that's what, you know, that'll bring that next person like, man, they came out and they didn't have to do this. And I told them not to worry about it. And people are like, man, that's, that means you care. Yeah. Like, you, you know, it's not just like, like you said, it's not just a job where I just need to do this and it's all on you. It's like, my career means that I see longevity and where I'm at and I want to make sure I do the right things at the right time for the right people at all times.
1: Yeah. And I'm proud of what, what I'm doing. And so that, that trust goes both ways, right? That's, that's the trust in knowing that they can come to you and say, Hey, something happened just the same way that you would go to the customer and say, Hey, this just happened. But that's because of the culture that you've built, right? That culture of trust and that culture of it's okay. Like, stuff happens. Yeah.
0: Let me teach you how, to how not to do this right. the next time. Right, Or what did we
1: learn? Or, hey, sometimes <laughs> he it just happens. did be the same way.
0: Yeah, I, and he's like, what did you learn? He asked me the same question. What did you learn? That next time, I'll just weed eat around it. And <laughs> <write> it <closer>. <laughs> <laughs> like I literally I won't do that again, you know? But then you got that raving fan
2: that's advocating for you, yeah. you know, telling everybody on door, Facebook, whatever it is. You know, they did a great job, and they might say they messed something up, but they, they brought it to attention. They, they corrected it and made it right, um, and we'll be using them for the next couple of years or next year or whatever.
1: And that's from the customer side. Right. But think about that from your team member side. When a team member comes to you and says the same kind of thing Teachers and you're like, okay,
0: yeah.
1: they're the they're now your customer in the sense that they're going out and telling their friends, you've got to come work at this place. It's mm-hmm. awesome.
0: Yep. It's basic communication. It's like when it comes down to it, is it safe for me to, to to express how I feel? Right. Is it safe for me to to be vulnerable? Because they have to be vulnerable because they I know I was there. I was like, I was like, God dang it. Like I already brought. I said, "How much does this cost?" I hope like, oh, this is not expensive. And like he said, "Don't worry about it." And I was like, "I'm worried about it because like he's my friend. Like I'm out there helping him. Because and I said, I want to make sure that the customer doesn't have an issue with it. And I want to whatever it is, I'll take care. of He said, "Don't worry about it. I have insurance for certain things, stuff like this." And he said, "If you want to fix it, go ahead." And so I went in and did it myself. Like you said, he was like, "Don't worry about it." I went back, drove measured it, ordered it and said, here, it'll be here in two days. And I went back out and I told them I'm going to replace this. And it was like, wow. Okay. And they were not expecting it right. to happen. Yeah. And it was just, and I, I enjoy doing that. I, I don't have to do that stuff, but like, I like that pride of one, me creating something and me doing something. And I like when other people see the work that we've done and they're like, man, that's really good. You know, you know, and I want to make sure I do the best at it and represent the company as the best I can. I, and I, that, that takes a certain type of person, and I applaud you for being able to do that. Have you had any negative experiences where you brought people on that weren't what you thought they were going
2: to be? Uh, oh, we absolutely. like talk about the positive. Like, yeah, that's, I want to hear some. Crazy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, we can talk about the good stuff all day long, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> how do you how do you deal with that though? Well, uh, I mean, some people are just we we try to vet them properly. Uh, you know, again, we bring everybody in the same way. Um Interviews and everything like that, and I've actually stepped away from doing the interviews. I've empowered my team to uh, go through the whole process—the the, the really? phone interview, the actual interview. I mean, it was two months ago. There was two guys at the office. I had no clue who they were, um, because they hired and, and brought everybody on on board them, and I loved it. I, I got really excited. But yes, we don't always get those rock stars. No matter how hard you try and screen them, a lot of everybody brings their A game to an interview, and sometimes they just. <laughs> It's not for them. Up? I mean, it, it, it's just not. I mean, they think they want to do it, and then they get on a ladder like, oh, my God, I, you know, I can't do this. And we ask them, are you comfortable on ladders? Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe a, a step ladder, <laughs> right, but not, right not, right. not a 32-foot ladder. You like, know? I don't get on my own
0: roof. I was <laughs> like, I am not getting up there. It's, it, it's like too tall.
2: Yeah, and we try and, we, we try and just find it early because we don't want to get six months into it because then we invest a lot of time and, and money into them and to find out they're not. So if they're not for the company, they don't fit the company culture. We've had somebody even recently where they just... They they didn't vibe well. Like, they weren't... Joking around, we want everybody to be able to joke, have fun, laugh, and yeah, they're on the side, just kind of quiet and everything, and that's fine. That, but that's just not what we embody. That's not the the culture of the right. We want everybody laughing, everybody coming in, talking to Liz and Amanda in the morning, greeting them, petting the dogs, and stuff like that. I'm not forcing everybody to do it, but it just helps uh, throughout the day getting to get those uh, different departments working together. So, if you're off and just kind of a quiet person may not be the best fit for us. So I got a quick question for you as we we, get, we
0: come to an end, but I don't want to make it a long one. But I know people that listen to us, like I'm interested in knowing like where was your interview process when you started and where is it now? Like what have you de- done to evolve in that
1: area? Because you're like the second person that we've had on the show who has great culture yeah. that says I, as the main lead don't I'm not involved in the interview process.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, it used to be, Hey, You need a job? (laughs) (laughs) I just need somebody to work. Can you start an hour? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so we we have the um, online applications and we'll screen through them. You know, things we don't want is three months here, two months here. We want want consistency because if you're job jumping, we're going to be the next job jump for you. So that's one thing we look for. Uh, Age is not a huge factor. In the beginning, it was. I wanted mature people who've had a job experience. Now I've got... Uh, well, we had during the holiday season five college kids, and they were absolute rock stars. They're great. They're hard workers. Um, sometimes they show up hungover, but they still showed up, and, and they're good people. So I don't, I don't look at age anymore. I just look at you know what their resume says. It says about them how well they communicate um, at the interview, verbal communication, eye contact, all that stuff, and just we ask. We have a list of questions we ask them how they'd handle different situations, things like that. Um, that's a big part of it, though. But just how they, when they walk in the office is a big thing we look for. You know, are they just kind of down and whatever, or do they get excited? Because if they get excited coming in, that's just, you know, maybe they're, they're going to love everything else because they're just getting through the front door, seeing the dog, seeing Liz, seeing Amanda, Patrick, whatever it may be. Uh, Joe, our operations manager of the Beard. He the Beard, does, yeah, yeah. he's the operations manager. Yeah. Okay. yeah, he's the main hey, guy. Joe. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he does all the interviews for the uh, anybody that does the washing side, the light side, and he's he's got a pretty good eye for everybody. And, um, again, we'll get some bad apples, but he's brought in some rock stars too. And it's, it's just fun seeing what they can do without me. And they still come to me and say, hey, I need some advice. And most times when they ask for the advice, I'm like, what would you do? Because I want them to – Feel like they They want to do it for them, them. Right. to think and, it, yeah. and they they're starting to see that and thank me for hey, thanks. I just need that reassurement. So
1: nice. So kind of final question as we start wrapping it up here. What is one tip you would give to somebody, you know, another business owner for for building the type of culture that nobody wants to leave?
2: Yeah. It's it's not it's not expensive what we do, building this culture. We have the snacks, we have the games, we have the, the TV going, the music. It's it's cheaper to keep them and have fun doing it. If you're going into work in a stressed environment every day and hiring and firing with that cycle, it gets very expensive hiring people, training people. So I make sure that I come into my office every day and I'm happy to be there. And if I'm not happy, then maybe somebody else isn't happy because something's going on. So I, I – Start at the foundation, you know, find your values on what you want and make sure everybody's aligned with your values. And then you guys can all come together and work together and just make it fun. But it doesn't cost me a whole lot of money to go to Costco and buy $200 worth of snacks for the guys. It may sound like a lot, but that's going to last three, four weeks. And they thank you. Every time they come in, they're like, I I didn't eat breakfast. Let me go grab a snack or let me grab some water or grab some coffee. It's just those little things you can do, company, outings, events, team building exercises that will change the dynamic and the focus of everybody wanting to come to work instead of feeling like they have to.
1: Great answer. So final <laughs> thing is, you know, how would somebody get in touch with you if they're either A, interested in a job or B, interested in the services that you provide?
2: Yeah, so uh, K Pro Washington call – uh, go on kfearprowash.com, dot com nine one zero six eight five two five four five and then Patriot Illumination Christmas Lights Patriotillumination.com, dot com nine one zero six eight five zero two two seven.
1: Awesome. Well, thanks for hanging out with Thank us you. today. I appreciate uh, you guys. Yeah, I I love talking to people that have built.
2: I'm excited. Great I, actually, culture. I, I
0: think I might I'm a, might come be an intern or something. Come on down. No, for, I'm I'm literally thinking because I told you I like I I want I am thinking about that area, but I'm like, I don't know if I want to do it. And like the biggest thing that I learned from the military, OJT, like you'll know if you want to do something real quick. Oh yeah,
2: absolutely.
0: Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go stay in my lane with this one. But I would love to like not the I'm no by no means do I ever want to do the illumination part because I ain't with the roofs. Right? <laughs> but the pressure wash it is and stuff like that, I would love to. Now we have an open-door
2: policy. I don't care if you're a local competitor or not. I invite everybody to come in because we can all work together, build together, and grow um, together. So there's no reason why that our doors shouldn't be open to anybody. Come see what we do, and maybe you have some things that you can offer us to do differently that we're not doing great. So that's why, again, come back to the guys. Tell us what we can do better, because if you don't tell us, then. Can it, I go out with Joe? absolutely there we Joe, go Joe, Joe it's happening Boris coming <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's going
1: well alright everybody that's gonna that's gonna wrap us for another episode of That L Word
0: yes and we need you to make sure that you always leave great reviews five star and tell us how you love the show and, and how amazing our guest is you know what's even more amazing if you actually call the guest up and actually get a service from him that would be even cooler if you're in the area I don't know if he travels or not but we can make anything happen for the right amount of money that's right that's right <laughs> money solves everything <laughs> he solves everything
1: All right, everybody, that's going to wrap us for this one, and uh, thanks for hanging out.
0: Have a great day. Thank you.